0: It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson, boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. In the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10. Swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Macy. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to recap day number nine of New York Jets training camp. The green and white scrimmage over at MetLife Stadium with our friend who covers the Jets for NJ.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, what's up, man? Hey,
1: it was it was a better green and white scrimmage than last year for Zach Wilson because he didn't get booed by Jets fans this year. So that that is a step in the right direction. Um, It could have been better, but but it was definitely better than last year. So if you guys are looking for uh, progress, there's that. I don't know. I I feel like I'm sounding too negative now, but I, I was trying to make a joke and it just came off way harsher than I intended, but
0: that's what I do. I'm awkward. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I'll say this much, Andy. I told everybody that if you had kids that you wanted to take to a practice, as long as they're not too young to be up past 7 p.m., this was the best one to take them to, mostly because since it was after seven o'clock, it was nowhere near as muggy and humid as it has been at training camp most of the way so far. So that part is good and the weather held up. So if nothing else, the fans at least got to see something without having to sweat to death and drink seven gallons of water during the course of the practice.
1: Yeah, and I was excited to to make it through a practice without sweating through both sides of my shirt for the first time in training camp. That that was big for me. So um, we're all rounding into form for the regular season, and, and it was a really cool atmosphere out there. Uh, most of the lower bowl in between the, uh, you know, basically in between the goal lines was pretty full and and a lot of enthusiasm, and I think, I hope fans had fun. It seemed like a fun time out there, uh, and you got to see a lot of these young players that the fans are excited about kind of do their thing. So I'm sure we'll talk about it. But it, it was it was a a good night for the Jets, and uh, they made it out relatively unscathed uh, injury wise as well, uh, at least with with the starters, and and that's also. A good thing
0: and you mentioned rounding into midseason form and we saw Quan Alexander come in here and start kicking butt right away which was a surprise he was in incredible shape for a guy who hadn't been in training camp yet and immediately started making plays in training camp the Jets signed him after training camp had already started he was a late addition they knew they needed a linebacker and so they went out and got a guy who had experience as a quality linebacker in Robert Salah's scheme The Jets are also thin at offensive tackle. We know that their two starters are coming off of injuries, Mekhi Becton and George Fant. Dwayne Brown, former Pro Bowl offensive tackle, he is 37 years old but still available on the open market. A lot of people have been pushing for the Jets to show interest there, and apparently they finally are. Dwayne Brown was there tonight. At one point, he was seen talking to Jets owner Woody Johnson Robert Sala spoke about him after practice before we get into what happened on the field. Let's talk about Dwayne Brown. Any sense of what's happening here?
1: Yeah. I mean, they're obviously trying to get him to, to sign with them. Uh, I'm sure there's a market out there for him. And, and it seemed like you saw Woody close to him. You saw Salah close to him a lot during the practice. Uh, they were definitely kind of pulling out all the stops and Salah didn't want to talk too much about it because obviously, uh, the deal isn't done. And, and he kind of referred everything to Joe Douglas and we don't usually talk to Douglas until close to the end of the preseason. So, uh, obviously something will probably be done or not done with that by then. But uh, basically, Salas said, they're always looking for, for depth, um, and, and ways to make their interior offense or their, their exterior offensive line better. And having that kind of experience and that kind of skill, even though Solid acknowledged that he was going to say he's a, he's a tremendous young man, but he just said he's a tremendous man because um, <laughs> he's 37 years old. Um, that would be good for the Jets. And, and the, the point was kind of hammered home when on the third play of the scrimmage period, Connor McDermott, who, who's a, an important depth guy for the Jets, went down with, with what looked like a pretty serious ankle injury. So um, you can never have too much depth uh, out there. Uh, At the offensive tackle and especially um, a guy with that much experience, it would make a lot of sense for the jets. It, it, you know, uh, kind of a lot like the Morgan Moses signing last year, obviously he's a lot older, but I I still think when you look at his history and, and his pedigree, he could have a huge impact on this team and play a huge role if they do suffer injuries at tackle and and you know obviously that's been an issue for them in recent years so uh, you can see where it would make a lot of sense uh, but we're kind of going to be in a holding pattern until we find out how tonight went in, in in Brown's eyes
0: something to consider too by the way a lot of people have said that he's not necessarily a, quote, swing tackle because Dwayne Brown can only play left tackle. That's where he's played his whole career. But you have to remember, both George Fant and Makai Becton are capable of playing right tackle. So if one of them gets hurt, Brown can slide in at left tackle and the other tackle, whether it's Becton or Fant. So it doesn't matter that Brown has never played right tackle. He won't have to for the Jets if he were to sign here. Let's talk about the rest of this offensive line, Andy, before we get into exactly what happened with Zach Wilson and the rest of the offense and defense here. Makai Becton, George Fant, they were on a pitch count tonight. Some people were a little freaked out because Becton and Fant weren't there in those last few drills but it was because Salah had designed it that way. He's playing it safe with both of them. Connor McDermott got hurt. He was helped off the field. So again, a blow to their depth and another reason why they should really do everything they can to sign Dwayne Brown. Tell me a little bit about what happened with the offensive line tonight. I know Max Mitchell, the rookie from Louisiana got quite a few reps. They're trying to work him in too.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think with McDermott out, they didn't have much of a choice. Um, And I mean, he definitely got an education, I would say. I, I think, uh, you know, it, w- it wasn't an easy situation for him having to go up against some of the, the first-team uh, defense, and I think that's why you saw a few more sacks uh, later in the practice, and, and Zach Wilson definitely didn't have as much time uh, as he did in the first half of the practice when when Fant and, and Becton were out there most of the time. So, um, I mean that's to be expected. The kids, the kids are rookie and, and he was also, you, you knew it was a bit of a project and, 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 and that they were going to kind of move him around on the line and, and, and see how it goes. So he, it's good. It's great experience for him. Uh, and, and I don't think you'd want to see him out there on the field during the regular season. So like you said, all the more reason why this signing makes sense for the jets. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, one thing that I found interesting that Salas said after the game is that, or after the practice, is that they, they want, they need to get their, their starting five on the offensive line out there together more. It, it hasn't been enough yet. Um, so that's kind of how he's feeling at this early stage of training camp. Something that, you know, there's still time, but because they're working back in and, and back slowly from these injuries, which is the, the smart move? There, there is a downside to that. And it's that they haven't been able to build chemistry. It was, it was good to see them out there for, you know, a good chunk of of that first drive during the scrimmage period tonight. Um, but it, you need to see more of it, and I'm interested to see how how Salah handles the preseason because that'll that could be important for all five of those guys to be out there at the same time. But but at the same time, you also Need to balance. Uh, you don't want to lose one of these guys in a preseason game. So uh, it's going to be an interesting tightrope that Salah and the Jets' offensive coaching staff have to to walk here over the next few weeks.
0: Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet. Andy Zach Wilson started off really strong. Then he sort of petered out and didn't do too well the second half. We've said this a lot: some up, some down. People don't like hearing that, but that's more or less what happened tonight. One thing that I have noticed, and this has become a trend, and we've talked about this on the podcast the last couple of days, especially yesterday with Joe Blewett of Jets X Factor, Tyler Conklin seems to have really forged a strong connection with Zach Wilson. He's been the best tight end so far in training camp. As I said yesterday, he appears to be an ascending player. And I really like what I'm hearing about how he's played in training camp so far and what he and Zach Wilson are doing together. He could be a secret weapon for the Jets. Talk to me about that and everything else we saw with Zach Wilson tonight. The good, the bad, the ugly.
1: Yeah, Conklin is a guy who is making an impact. It seems like he's catching a ball or two or three every practice. Um, and, and tonight was no exception. He, he had several catches. He's clearly, like you said, forging that bond uh, with Zach Wilson, and and I think, it, you know, what he brings to the table is, is pretty exciting, and 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 Jets fans should be excited about it. I mean, I have him, you know, for at least four or five catches during the team drill periods tonight. Um, uh, he was just, you know, he was there. He he was he's just Wilson is looking for him. He's comfortable with him, and I think that is more important than anything. And and I think also, you know, CJ Uzoma said something interesting after the the practice that, you know, they're not throwing everything, all their tricks at the defense because they're they're not trying to like, you know, screw over their defense. These guys are trying to get each other ready for for a football season. So they're not throwing all the wrinkles that they're going to be throwing at opposing defenses in there because other teams aren't going to have Kind of the personnel that they have, so they it, it's you're kind of seeing a throttled back version of what the offense might look like during the regular season. I think having two guys out there who are who are proven uh, tight ends and and proven weapons, it's going to open up some avenues for for Michael LaFleur to call plays for Zach Wilson to make things happen, and and for the other guys in the offense to maybe have a little less pressure on them as as they try to get involved. So I, I think. Watching how these tight ends influence the offense in the early part of the season is going to be really interesting and could be exciting uh, for Jets fans. And as for Zach Wilson, he started strong. I think he was 5-for-5 five five on the 75-yard touchdown drive. Also had like a scramble of 14 and another scramble of like 8. Uh, so he kind of did it all on that drive, including a nice touchdown pass to, to Conklin. Um, and I had him finishing the practice 12-of-19 a hundred yards, a touchdown and an interception. That's uh, all in all the 11, 11 stuff. So there was two um, like move the ball scrimmage type periods. And then there was actually three. He was in there for three drives. He started one on the, on uh, the opposing 35 and they, they had to settle for a field goal. Uh, The first drive, obviously he went for a touchdown and then the third drive uh, was not so great. Uh, he went one for four and, and forced a ball into coverage and Delshawn Phillips, the linebacker picked it off. Uh, not a good decision, not a good throw uh, that stuff happens. Uh, so all in all, I think like what I said at the beginning, he looks better than he did a year ago, which he should. Uh, he's making fewer mistakes. He's making a lot of nice throws. Uh, he had a, he had a near really nice connection with Garrett Wilson and, that would have been a spectacular touchdown. It was a, it was a tough throw, and it, uh, Wilson hauled it in, but had a foot get out of bounds, like in the front right corner of the end zone, from about forty yards, I think the throw was. But it's just kind of a flash of of what those two guys might be capable of, and and that's exciting for Jets fans. Uh, I, I mean, I think you'd like to see him playing a little bit better, but I, I don't think. You're not seeing anything where you're like this guy doesn't have what it takes. He's not getting better. Um, I, you're not seeing any red flags at, at this point. And I think that's that's where you want to be. It, it's it still all depends on how he does when the games are real and and when the Jets are really running their offense and and that's what it's going to come down to. He's not doing anything that that is making me think that, like, this this guy's in deep trouble heading into this year. It doesn't mean he's going to be great. It doesn't doesn't mean he's going to be bad. I have no idea. And I don't think anybody really knows. Um, That's just where he is right now. And and he's he's still learning and growing. And I think you're going to see him look better, um, much like last preseason at the end uh, of camp than he does right now.
0: Andy, you mentioned Garrett Wilson Some of the other young players played pretty well tonight Brees Hall with a couple of nice runs Also Bam Knight continuing his strong camp with a few nice plays as well Sauce Gardner with tight coverage on a bunch of plays Including that one you talked about with Garrett Wilson Where if he'd have made the play it would have been a ridiculous catch And Joe Flacco led a touchdown drive Which in and of itself doesn't really matter that much But here's the part that fans are going to be interested in Denzel Mims had a 15-yard catch So talk a little bit about some of the other details at practice beyond just Zach Wilson.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, it was nice to see Flacco lead a drive right down the field. You Saw LaMichael P Ryan. Uh, There's a, there's a name we don't hear much these days, but he had a, he had a four yard touchdown run to cap that drive. And then they went for two and got it. Um, So technically I think it ended up being a pretty close score. They didn't actually put a score up on the scoreboard. So I can't, I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, yeah, I mean, you saw sauce kind of show his personality too. I think he had a, a play where he was on Barrios and didn't, I, I think he didn't break up the pass, but he definitely played a role in, in Berrios not catching it. And then he, he kind of stared him down and it was funny because he's staring him down, but he's also like a foot taller than him. So, uh, he had to kind of work to, to get his eyes down there. Um, but you're you're seeing like his competence and, and his charisma and obviously all the things he can do with with all that length and, and speed and um, I think it's going to be exciting to watch him kind of develop and, and grow um, and yeah with, with Brees Hall uh, the fans we we've heard it out in Florham Park the Breeze chants heard a lot of that tonight um, and I thought you know you can really see and the same thing with with Bam Knight but but even more so with, with Brees, is he has like some of the, the, uh, the wiggle and, and ability to make guys miss like Michael Carter has, but when he gets ahead of steam going downfield, he's hard to, to stop, and, and he hits the holes with, with a lot of speed. So I, I think he's going to be kind of an interesting change-up uh, threat for, for the running back core, and I think it's going to make you know, things easier on, on him and Carter that they're sharing the load because they're going to be able to put them in positions to succeed so he's he's continued to impress throughout camp uh we've seen him as a pass catcher as well make an impact so i think he's going to be a guy that that's going to play a major role in this offense as a rookie um there's every reason to think that based on what we've seen in in these early parts of training camp and and what we saw during the offseason program and actually with denzel mims it was a nice catch um the the interesting thing about Mims and I'm we're not supposed to talk about who's on what unit, but we I, we can you know say things about you know Denzel Mims was on the field at the same time as Zach Wilson. So you guys can I mean everybody there's you know thirty thousand people there, everybody saw it, um, and and that's not the first time that's happened this week. I'll tell you that. So the, you're starting to see Mims get opportunities that we didn't see a year ago. Um, and he, while he hasn't really done much, he hasn't caught any passes from Zach Wilson, maybe maybe one or two in camp so far, the fact that, that he's on the field at the same time as a starting quarterback is a sign of how the Jets feel about him, how the Jets feel about the work he's put in, how, how they feel about the progress he's made from a year ago. And Robert Salas said it, uh, I think it was Friday at practice, That he's come a long way from where he was a year ago. Um, You know, I I think it's going to be an uphill battle for Mims to to reach his goal, which is to be a starting receiver on this team this season. But I I still think he can. He's going to have a role. I think he's going to, you know, be on this roster and and have a chance to to make an impact in some way, shape, or form. Um, And I think it's a credit to him considering how much of a disaster last year was um it would have been easy for things to go very poorly this year but he's done a really good job in camp of of you know making the best of his opportunities and and working hard Uh, the coaching staff certainly seems to feel that way so um we'll we'll have to see how it looks in in the preseason and and that's going to be big for mims and he's going to have to you know show something there but I think overall, if if you're talking about the first two weeks of camp, he's looked pretty he's looked pretty darn good. Um, maybe not the breakout guy that, that a lot of people were hoping for, but it's it's a still a big step in the right direction considering where he was at the end of last season.
0: Andy, after practice, we heard from Coach Robert Sala, C.J. Ozama, and Quinton Williams. What they have to say?
1: The the usual stuff from C.J. Uzama that guy brings a, a ton of energy every time he's in the interview room. And he seemed to be especially geeked up tonight. It, it was funny. Cause he was talking about how like he didn't, he was trying not to swear. And then at the end of the press conference, he, he let a couple go. i uh, been just watching the face of the PR guy on the side, just sighing, but laughing uh, that cracked me up. Um, he was asked about Zach Wilson and, and how Zach Wilson makes his job easier. And, and, Yuzama just started laughing and he says, uh, bro, this dude is, is so athletic or something to that effect. Uh, I'll, I'll find the exact quote, but um, I mean, he's got a lot of personality and, and he, he's very excited about, um, you know, this, this team and, and, and what they can do. And, and that's what, what he was swearing at the end, he was kind of, he was asked like, do you, are you always at an 11? And, he he started talking about like how he tries to match people's energy. So like Makai Becton is not a big rah rah guy, so he walks up to Beckton and he's he's like hey what's up whatever. But but with everybody else he's he's like I walk up to Lake and Tomlinson and and that's when he started swearing about like how excited he is. So I mean he he's an interesting guy, a, a ball of energy, and I think he's going to help you know keep his teammates. When when things maybe aren't so great, I think he's going to be kind of one of those key glue guys in, in the locker room. Um, so with with Robert Sala, he talked about first of all, obviously Zach Wilson, and and he said that he that he's happy with where he's at. He's, he thought he did a nice job, you know, in the team drill stuff tonight. And and while it wasn't the greatest end to it, um, he was happy with the way. That, that Wilson started and he's, and he's happy overall with, with where his, his progress is at this point. Um, you know, basically I'll just read some of what he said. Um, he, he said on Wilson, I thought it was really good. He, he dropped a dime over buzz defenders head in the second half there uh, with a chance to keep the drive going. Um, he had a really good strike in the, in the two minute drive uh, to Corey Davis that was the first completion of that drive, and and that drive got to midfield, where where it stalled out when when Wilson was under pressure and and took a couple sacks, um, and and, and Sala also liked the way he moved around the pocket and, and found open uh, lanes to, to buy sometimes, and he was good in the huddle. Uh, Sala noticed that looking at him. Sala also said that the Mike LaFleur was up in the booth tonight, which is where he'll be all season. Remember, he was on the sideline a little bit at the beginning of last year before moving up to the booth, and, and obviously the offense got better at that point. So um, he's going to, to stay up there. Specifically, when asked about um, Dwayne Brown, Salah said that any chance you have uh, – anytime you have a chance to add a pro bowler like him and add to the depth of our roster, we'll look into it. We're always going to search far and wide, and there's interest on both sides, obviously. Um, he said that Joe Douglas has been working on that one for a little bit. Um, and, and we're going to have more conversations and then referred us to Douglas. Um, with, yeah, with, with, with Fant and Mackay he said that they were both on a pitch count, which we talked about already. Um, and with Mitchell, which I talked about a little bit there, uh, on having him with the first team when, when he wasn't ready, uh, and how that kind of might've underscored the depth issues on a night when McDermott went down. Here's what he said. Quote, you never can have enough good old linemen. You just can't, especially with the type of offense that we play. Um, And anytime you had the chance to add a quality player at any position, you have to listen, you have to look and you have to see how it fits. End quote. So they're obviously very serious about this. Obviously they want to get it done and they're not being shy about it. We'll see, you know, how it ends up. I asked about like, In the last few practices, we've seen a lot more pre-snap penalties on both sides of the ball. Uh, And Salah had a really interesting explanation to that one I didn't think of. Um, Here it is, quote, we got the NFL refs over the past couple days. So they are a lot more precise in the way that they see the pre-snap stuff. And it's a good awareness, obviously. We push the envelope as far as our alignments and defensive linemen. Uh, call it a credit card alignment. Usually you get a warning, just letting it fly in practice, which is what we want. But a lot of young guys with the formation, it's a heavy load. He says he's not overly concerned about the penalty issues, but it's good to have the refs there because they need to get used to what it's going to be like in games. And, and so they're kind of pushing the issue, pushing the limits, and seeing how close they can they can get to that. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, other than that, like – honestly, Quinn didn't have really much to say. Um, uh, Sala had one more interesting thing about, about, Tyler Conklin. Um, he, he praised him saying he's awesome. He's been fantastic. He said that having both, you know, him, Uzama, and, and he mentioned Trevin Wesco. So, uh, and Lawrence Cager. So obviously those guys are, are in the mix. Uh, if they're getting, they're getting mentions by Salah, but as far as, uh, Conklin is concerned," Sal said. "Quote: Just his ability on third down to create separation and win those one-on-ones, and and be a run blocker and an all-around ten. He's been a, a an all-around tight end. He's been a pleasant surprise." End quote. So, even exceeding the expectations that we that that the Jets coaching staff had coming in for him, that's how good he's been early in this camp. And, and I thought that was really interesting. And then and then one last interesting thing that that CJ Zama said was that he thinks the Jets can make a lot of improvement with what they're doing like pre-snap, uh, just getting in and out of plays quicker, just being more smooth with that. He thinks there's a lot of room for growth there and he thinks they'll get there. Uh, it's just something, you know, with, with a lot of new guys in the offense and, and kind of trying to work them all in. Um, it, it's, it's taking a little bit of time. So uh, interesting stuff from, from especially CJ and, and, and Salah tonight and, um, as the Jets now head into week three of training camp practice, they're going to try to be, I think, a little, a lot more precise with, with everything they're doing.
0: Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NJ.com. Thanks so much for coming on and helping me break down day number nine of New York Jets training camp, the green and white scrimmage. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check out your work, including a write-up of the Green and White practice, they can go to NJ.com. But I know you've got lots of other cool stuff that's going to be coming over the next couple of weeks and months. And, of course, people can follow you on Twitter and Instagram. Talk all about it.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll have kind of a, a, a summary of the scrimmage or the practice, the Green and White, and, and really a roundup of the first two weeks and, and what we've learned on, on Sunday. On Monday, uh I have a pretty cool feature. I think everyone's going to like on Garrett Wilson. Uh, I'm not going to give too much away, but it has to do with uh, his other sport, the sport, his first love basketball and, and how that kind of helped make him a better football player. And I think there's a lot of interesting stuff from, from Garrett and, and from his past that, that you guys will like. So be on the lookout for that and, and definitely read it and let me know what you think. I'm going to have to try, I'm going to try to have a lot more stuff like that coming as we move forward here. And yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Andy underscore Vasquez and on Instagram at by Andy Vasquez.
0: Make sure that you follow Andy on Twitter and Instagram. Read his work at NJ.com. Check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel as well. That's youtube.com slash playlikeajet. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, it has got some fantastic all 22 breakdowns. Make sure that you watch the videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, That's teepublic.com. That's T E E We've got the John Franklin Myers Quentin Williams Bless You Thank You shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like. A jet logo shirt caps mugs hoodies it's all there tpublic.com that's tee and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcast and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com